Let's chat with Carrie Tate now, the Calgary Bureau reporter for Globe and Mail. Carrie, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm well. How are you? Good. You stay up all the way to the bitter end last night? <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> um, end of the day, we saw the latest chapter. It's not over. The chapter, uh, the book is still being written, but the latest chapter in a pretty remarkable comeback story, right? Like unprecedented in Canadian politics, really. Uh, for Danielle Smith, absolutely. This was um, a mandate that, you know, she was looking for. It's definitely smaller than yeah. she would have liked. But going into this, the UCP was unpopular when Jason Kenney was at the helm. They lost a lot of uh, support. Yep. And so she went into that from a position of weakness. Um, she didn't bring a lot of strength to it. But uh, she came out on top, and that's what matters. That's the bottom line. You're absolutely right, Carrie. And there will be all kinds of calculations, and there'll be people meeting in rooms to discuss how much was lost. Was it too much? What do we do going forward? But bottom line, at the end of the day, she did win. Um, Same thing happens in the other side of the room, right? You've got the NDP, and like I said, Rachel Notley standing up and pointing out all of the small victories that they can point to. But at the end of the day, they lost, right? It's it's the same thing in reverse. Yeah, this was good, this was good, this was good. But at the end of the day, you're the opposition. It's true. Uh, the NDP, they made some really substantial gains, but they still lost. And that's um, that's what it comes down to. I think what the notable thing about the NDP loss is they, they lost to a very weak government um weakened yeah. prior to yep. the election and weakened weak under Danielle Smith and still lost and that makes regardless of any gains that they made um that makes it sting a little bit more what about some of the people that are no longer in caucus some really big names Tyler Shandro Casey Maggio Jason Lawan Jason Copping Jeremy Nixon uh, cabinet ministers losing their seats that's we're going to see a very very different cabinet going forward it has to be different right it has to be there's um a lot less bench strength one of the things um you mentioned uh Jason Lawan and then we see Nick Milliken as well those are two that we're dealing with uh, you know, really on top of mental health yeah. and addictions. And that was a really big priority area for uh, Danielle Smith and the health minister, Jason Copping. That's huge. Um, so those are some big roles that they're going to have to fill. And, of course, justice with Tyler Shandro. So um, there's some big, big jobs. there, And there are still experienced cabinet ministers sure. in caucus. Absolutely. But... Even when you shuffle it around and you shrink cabinet, there's still going likely to be some fresh faces and some inexperience there. Yeah, and, and we can add finance to the list, too, because, of course, the finance mm-hmm. minister didn't run. And that's probably the biggest cabinet post. So uh, some some big, big holes to fill. Let's break down the two big cities, Kerry. Um, Calgary. Uh, NDP wins it slightly, 14 to 12, but they made some pretty big gains. Are we seeing Calgary slowly sliding to the left here? They, you know, they when you split Calgary, sure. But when you look at the numbers too, a lot of within those, they were won by really won and lost. We should say by yeah. really small margins. Very so, small. You know, it becomes that Nenshi purple. Um, but Calgary, while it's a traditional conservative stronghold, it generally for years has been pretty progressive and pretty moderate. So it may not be that this was 
a ringing endorsement of Rachel Notley so much as a rejection of Danielle Smith and maybe even Jason Kenney. So that's a bit of a blend. It makes a really, really interesting situation going forward because in the capital city, it's a complete and total opposition sweep. There is not a single member of the governing caucus that will be going to the legislature from the city where the legislature is located. Edmonton went entirely NDP. What kind of challenges does that present for Daniel Smith? Well, it's both parties that presents the challenge for that. This for the UCP is not something that they can be comfortable with. This is not sustainable, winning all of rural and then Calgary by the skin of your teeth. That's not something that they want to go into the next election with. And the NDP doesn't want to, you know, it can't afford to just be super great at representing Calgary or urban voters. So both parties are going to have to figure out how to broaden their appeal. Smith is going to have to figure out how to um, represent Edmonton because that's, you know, a resounding and repeated rejection of the UCP in Edmonton. And you can't ignore that many people. So something is going to have to give. Um, in terms of the leaders, uh, I, I, I said earlier, and like I say, no inside information. This is just me speculating based on what I've seen. I don't think Rachel Notley leads the NDP into the next election. She's incredibly popular. I don't think anybody in the party is going to be trying to force Rachel Notley out. But I think you got to take a look at it and say, okay, you had three cracks at it. You won once, but the last two didn't go. Maybe we got to change directions. What do you think Rachel Notley's future looks like? Well, I don't have any reporting on that, just to be clear. I don't I don't have, uh, you know, sources saying Um, so, as you said, she had three cracks at it. But most significantly, she lost when the UCP was at its weakest. And that's going to be difficult to make the case to stay. But we don't know that she wants to stay. Like if she decides she might be staying long enough to hand this off you know, in good shape to the next person. We don't yet know what her strategy is. Um, But making the case for her to be the leader again is going to be very, very difficult. Yeah, for sure. What about the other side? Uh, We know Daniel Smith. We know the knives have been out for Daniel Smith within that party. We've heard it openly. There's been members of, you know, pretty prominent conservatives campaigning against her in this campaign. Um, Is this enough? Is this victory enough to quiet those critics and give her at least some runway to, to get some of her, you know, policies implemented here? This is a bit tricky. Um, 49 seats is not a good showing. It's going to be quite disappointing. There's going to be a lot of frustrations, particularly in Calgary, that's not going to be well represented. But we have to look at the UCP in the last year just went through a leadership review with Jason Kenney, a leadership race, and the election. Their donors are going to be tapped out, not to mention fatigued from volunteers and staff members. And you can't just keep that cycle of churn going, you also need to show that you are a stable option to be government. So while as much as people might be chomping at the bit, I think that there might be a little bit of pause, a little bit of breathing room, at least maybe maybe more like turning it down a bit, right, rather than yeah. continually plotting. So I wouldn't, if I was Daniel Smith, I wouldn't get too comfortable, but perhaps this is a chance to 
get organized. Yeah. Take a breath. Try and get everybody yeah. on the same page. And, and like you say, I don't think anybody's really interested in getting back into an election campaign mode right away. Carrie, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it.